Here's your host, Alex Garrett. And welcome inside. Just a few minutes with maybe a familiar voice if you listen to WFAN over the years. And, uh, you know, maybe even Steve Summers. I've got his board op engineer. Can I say that, Eddie? That you were his board op engineer for quite a few years there. For two years, actually. So talking with Eddie Granado, first of all, it's been a long time coming. I'm glad you're finally on this. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Well, thanks for having me. Well, I brought you on because of a couple things. You're a diehard Met fan. And let's start there. Old Timers Day was a great ceremony, but come on. Willie Mays being retired, finally honoring the first owner of the Met, Mets, Joan Payson's you know, wishes. What was that like seeing that as a long, lifelong Met fan? I got to be honest with you, it's about time. The only reason it probably wasn't done before that was because Robinson Cano was wearing number 24. Uh, you know, it, it, they should. Look, Willie Mays, New York icon, uh, you know, played his last two years as a Met. Hall of Famer, considered probably the best, still the best living ball player around. Why not? You know, why not? Did the Bill Ponds not do this because they didn't think about it? I mean, I feel like someone had to really dig into what her final wishes were to get this done. To be honest, Alex, I think the Will Ponds were so into the Brooklyn Dodgers, they didn't even think about Willie Mays. Their whole thing was Sandy Koufax, uh, mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson, nothing against those guys, obviously, sure. uh, you know, but... They were big Brooklyn Dodger guys. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because now I feel like on the rafters of City Field, you're going to have the infusion player-wise that the Mets are. The Mets are an infusion color-wise of both the Dodgers and the Giants. Now you've got the two big ones up there truly representing the pastime of the Mets. How cool is that? It is cool. And as Keith Hernandez mentioned on Saturday night, he said, Wow, Willie Mays' number is going to go next to mine. How Uh, how honored he was saying. He was so honored, and he says he's excited about that. All right, we got about the game for a minute, the the old-timers game. Robin Ventura, bases loaded. Did they script that, or did that just happen by chance? I mean, that was crazy that that was even a possibility. Well, you mean when the original thing happened? Well, of course, this uh, weekend it was like a recreation well, yeah, minus yeah. the grand single. But. Well, the first thing I got to say, when I saw Todd Pratt, boy, has he gotten fat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> lay off the cheeseburgers, the Pratt. Uh, uh, of course they were going to do something. like You know, as one of the announcers said, it's a, it's a play that's remembered now, not because it was a grand slam, because it was a grand slam hit. I don't know if you were there that night, but it was uh, raining, it was cold, it was I was home watching the game, I remember. (sighs) We were Uh, there behind home plate watching that thing. It was freezing out, and then, you know, he didn't make it past second, and that was just one of the wildest moments ever at Shea. Yes, it was, and he's probably one of the the things that most people remember now Robin Ventura for Mm -hmm. is that, even though he was a very good player. I think the next debate's going to be who's next. They seem to be retiring these numbers at a faster pace now, so who would you see next? Probably David Wright. Yeah, I was wondering if Carter would ever get a chance, but I, people are... Well, Gary Carter's uh, number eight is retired. Is it? Yes. Mets? I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I would say, my guess is it has to be David Wright. Well, we'll have to see how that goes. Now, I want to tell you about, talk about your name for a minute, because you're a big hockey fan. Uh-huh. And you had the same name as a Ranger, is that correct? Uh, as a former Ranger, yes, and my good buddy, we're still friends, Tony Granado. Yeah. And so, what was there was some joke around FAN about that, or with Steve Summers? Yeah, when I used to work with Steve Summers and Tony Granado uh, came into the league, I used to go on as Tony Granado, <laughs> and he used to interview me 
and talk about the game and stuff like that. The only thing is I used to talk in Spanish. Instead of speaking in English, I would answer his questions in Spanish. And then one day there was an article by a Newsday writer named Helene Elliott. Okay. Who used to cover the Rangers. She now covers, I believe, the Angels in California. Uh, she wrote this article saying, Tony Granado is not Hispanic. He's Italian, heritage, Italian descent. The the guy doing his voice is an imposter and this and that. Mm-hmm. And it got traction and it got it, it became uh, a popular thing. You were uh, doxxed. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, we used to do it uh, for fun. And through that, I got to meet and talk to uh, Tony. And Tony enjoyed it. And, and a lot of famous people, Marv Albert, Doc Emmerich, uh, Sam Rosen, all used to enjoy it and all used to say I had a great sense of humor. So. I know you had a lot of interesting moments at FAM you've talked about off air, but now I want to get you to say at least one of them on air because I'm sure sports fans would love to hear some stories you have. Uh, well, I don't, a lot of them are not for broadcast, True. but I, I, I can tell you I worked with some great people there and... Uh, Two of the nicest people that I ever worked with at FAN were uh, Richard Neer and Steve Levy, who's Mm. on ESPN. Two great guys. I board opt and produced their weekend show, and it was one of the best jobs I ever had because it was very enjoyable to go into work uh, with these guys. You've been in radio for many years now, so I want to get on the sports radio, though. I feel like that vein has changed a lot over the last few few years alone, hasn't it? Well, when I was at FAN, it was the only sports station around. Then uh, uh, the station in San Diego uh, was the second sports station, and then WIP in Philadelphia was the third. Now you have some cities that have three sports stations. <laughs> well, we luckily only have two, so there's 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 a smaller field here, but... But I feel like FAN still, you know, FAN, you know? I mean, Yeah, it's still number one in the eyes of everybody. And I remember as a producer when I would call writers or ball players or general managers and stuff like that, they were like, oh, FAN, yeah, of course I've heard of you guys. Yeah, sure, I'll come on. <laughs> we almost never had trouble booking guests because of the popularity of the but station. But there's a healthy competition, especially in the 3 o'clock slot between Carton and K. So I got to sure. love seeing that. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I enjoy Carton. I think he's very funny. Never, never worked with him. Never met him. I worked with Michael K at another station, WABC. I, I'm a big fan of Michael K. I think Michael K is a, a great guy. Well, and and the thing about all of this is that it just, I don't know. Everything's changing. The Mets move around. Yankees move around. I mean, are we going to see these guys on 880 and 660 for the long haul now, or what? Well, I'm sure both of them are doing very well in sales and ratings. Uh, you know. But were you there when they were on OR, the Mets? Uh, uh, yes, I was at OR when the Mets were on OR, and I was with at FAN when the Mets were at, at WFAN. Shout and I was at Chris- WABC when the Yankees had WABC. Shout out to Chris Majkowski. I mean, that guy gets named everywhere, uh, doesn't he? Magic is one of the nicest people that you would ever meet and has done so well in this industry and is a very people don't know this he is a very good sports reporter and has a great voice and i was always amazed at a station that i worked at he used to do the sports updates with no script he would just talk awesome. talk and he knew the scores he knew what happened in the game we used to look at him amazed and he timed it out always perfectly all right because i'm sure there are people that remember you from the fan days maybe given your sports take Let's talk 2022. We're at the end of August now, okay? The Yankees and Mets are in first place, which we didn't know coming into the year we'd say that at the end of August. But 
I feel like the Mets have a lot of work to do to maintain that lead. The Braves are on their heels, aren't they? The Braves are a great team. They're not the world champions for nothing. And it's amazing. It's not like the Mets have blown this lead. It's like the Mets have won five games in one week. The Braves win, wind up seven, winning seven in one week, or six out of seven. That's so. why losing that three out of four. Well, first of all, winning four out of five here was huge, which, you know, I bet it was like, well, three out of five, but they won four, which is great. Right. It didn't really feel, even though that they lost three out of four, it felt like the Mets had to win at least one of those games. Right, on there. right. Uh, uh, that's the thing. The Braves is just. They, you know, the Mets win, the Braves win. The Mets win. It seems like when the Mets lose, the Braves lose. It's mm. just like uh, Braves are a great, uh, a great team. But I, I gotta tell you, uh, w- without a doubt, Alex, I think the class of Major League Baseball this year is the Dodgers. Yeah, that's. I yep. think the World Series goes through LA. We'll have to see. Of course, they've had trouble in the playoffs, minus twenty twenty. So we'll have to see. Joey Gallo seems to have revitalized himself out on the coast now. So. And then on the Yankee side, they have an eight-game lead, but it doesn't feel like they have an eight-game lead. It just feels like they're stumbling, bumbling along, and it's it's very worrisome if you're a Yankee fan, no? Uh, yes and no, because I think the only team to worry about in the American League is the Astros. If you're going to get to the World Series, you got to go through Houston. I think Tampa is... Tampa's always there, but they're not a great team this year. Toronto's young. They say they tend to make a lot of errors, dumb mistakes. Sure. Uh, the Red Sox are having a bad year. Look out for the Guardians. They've actually had a, pr- oh my a, gosh. a pretty good year. Twins have fallen even uh, you know. below the wild card race right now, which is uh, quite fascinating to see their, their downfall. But I want to bring on because you came up with a story today that maybe people aren't aware of. So tell me that real. Tell us real quick what's going on in Patterson. Well, there's a, a, a stadium called Higgins Field or Higgins Stadium, which is where the New, uh, Newark Cubans played, uh, w- which was one of the early black teams in the 40s and 50s. Uh, I saw a story on this, and I actually saw footage of it, where that stadium is still basically standing. It needs repairs, obviously, cleaning up and everything, but the structure is still there. And I think it would be a great thing if one of the owners here, uh, whether it's the Seinbrenners, Steve Cohen, or your good friend, Mr. Castamatidis, would get involved and try and fix that stadium and have uh, a, a, a game during the season there uh, or a minor league game or something. Well, it's almost the perfect formula because, and Daniel McCartan's talked about mm-hmm. this as well on FAN, it's a perfect formula because there is no Field of Dreams game in the Field of Dreams location in Iowa because they're renovating it. Yep. Hey, come up to Jersey, right? Right. It would be great. And uh, think about it. Uh, you know, it was a, a t- team that played in the, in the in the Negro Leagues played there. The history behind that. It's Newark. Uh, I mean, not Newark, but New Jersey. Uh, you know, where you can, you know, there's a lot of sports fans. I mean, they say baseball was invented in Sinatra Park in Hoboken. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I think. It, it, it would be a no-brainer for one of the local teams to get involved with that. Especially because, you know, I think Williamsport gets a lot of love, but New Jersey needs it too, right? Sure. So we'll see what happens. But especially when we have great, strong Little League teams. Tom's River and those teams are, are always good. Well, yeah, why not have the Little League World Series here? There you go. All right, Eddie Granato, I'm going to have you on again in the near future, but thanks for giving us a little taste of what you're thinking about, what you're talking about. And uh, maybe you can do a podcast, too. You've got a lot of stories to share. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Alex. All right. This has been the Sports Hour. I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon.